Hey guys, no new episode this week. Um, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Um, we have a bunch of old uh, interviews in our backlog that I know a lot of you guys are new listeners and haven't heard. So every now and then we figure we dig back into some of those older, kind of quicker, when we used to do the live radio show type interviews and post them on here for you guys to check out. So uh, first one we're going to do here is actually when we talked to Dean from Treehouse. Uh, it's a pretty interesting interview from about three, four years ago, um, back when they were uh, still in the months and days. And uh, it's kind of unique to kind of sit there and kind of listen to them talk about the brewery uh, kind of as they joke scraping pennies together to pay the rent to where they are now in Charlton. So, uh, yeah, check out this uh, quick 15, 20-minute interview with Dean. Uh, listen up. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you like to hear some of these older content. Even though you can find them um, back in our archive, it's nice for us to remind you they're back there. So, uh, listen up. See what uh, Dean has to say. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. So we are joined now on the phone. We have with us co-founder of Treehouse Brewing Company, we have Dean Rowan. Dean, how are you doing today, bud? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, we are drinking some of your extremely delicious beers. I, I heard the very end of uh, what you were drinking. I, I, I didn't know what it was. I was wondering if it was Eureka. Yes. Good guess. We were drinking Eureka. I, I didn't catch the... Uh the first part of it because they were switching me over when I when I called, but uh, sounded like you were talking about Eureka. That's fun, isn't it? Oh, you were a good guess. That was a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dean, as we get into this, I, I kind of want to ask you up front because I mean, you guys have become one of the most sought after. You have you know the the lines at the brewery, people trying to get stuff is kind of legendary now. Like, did you guys ever expect this when you first started? Uh, I say it to everybody. I, I I don't think that Damien and I. Could have uh, could have guessed or expected that this would happen, and we didn't believe Nate uh, from the very beginning. But man, uh, I think Nate, our our head brewer and co-founder and pretty much conceptual leader, he just he just knew that if he brewed the best beer that he could, people would come. So it's a field of dreams uh, logic there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I guess it is. I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> so now, when did the brewery actually open? So we were, we were open in it was 2011, 2012, kind of over in Brimfield, which is about six, six miles from where we are right now. Um, the, the three of us and, and another partner had... Um, just started brewing in, in Nate, I mean, in Damien's barn on in his yard, and and when we got licensed, people just started to come. It it didn't stop. Wow. So, were, were they like professional? Did they go? Was there training behind that, or was it just like a love for home brewing? Love for home brewing. Nate got a home brewing kit from his now wife, then girlfriend, for Christmas. Wow. And was definitely in love with, with craft beer and first started to be in love with, with wine. He was, he was, you know, a pretty big wine connoisseur, developed a great palate and started uh, going around to different breweries. Hill Farmstead up in Vermont being one of his favorites. Um, would go to all of their events and, and follow their beer and do things like that. And then just started making beer in a homebrew kit that he liked to drink. Wow, that's extremely impressive to, to go that that quick. I mean, you talk about zero to sixty. I mean, that's like, like how long? Like being on the inside, like how long was that to where you guys started to see it moving the direction that that things are at now? 
weekend one. <laughs> all right, that it, was. A- it, it, it sounds, it sounds, you know, it sounds pompous. It sounds all of that, but honestly, Damien and I said, you know, what's gonna, what, what's gonna make thirty-five people? This is this is our original business plan. Is that you know at least thirty-five people would come out to the brewery and buy our beer because we we're brewing in a half-barrel um, system, Sabco Brew Magic. Um, what's going to make 35 people drive out to little podunk Brimfield and buy our beer? And they said, because it's going to be the best beer that they've ever tasted. And the first weekend that we opened, 50 people showed up. Wow. And it wasn't, it wasn't a big opening. We didn't put signs out. We weren't on the radio. We weren't anywhere. It was just, we opened. 50 people showed up and then the next weekend it was 75 and then the next weekend it was 100 150 and it just kept going off from weekend to weekend until our neighbors couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well I just need to ask like how how did the 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 work it was it just family friends initially and then it branched off from that Well we had been you know we had been brewing in the in the um, barn just home brewing and, and Nate Nate turned us all on to it really we're, we're musicians and we you know we did a lot of stuff together but really the main thing that brought us together was we, we all played music together and uh, Nate was always brewing and a homebrew party and beer was better than anything everybody brought from the stores it was amazing um, so we started brewing in Damien, Damien's barn drinking beer playing guitar and cooking lobsters what you do when you're home brewing and just a bunch of guys having fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, other people would come over and we'd kick a beer and they'd be like, wow, this is great. I think deep down, they always wanted this and this was always what you we kind of snuck it in on day. This, this was the this was the end goal. Live radio, baby. Gonna love that cellular connection. Um, do you, Are we breaking up, guys? A little bit. It's not that big of a deal. I was just cracking some jokes. Um, <laughs> you, um, how how has your beer changed since then? Like, do, do you guys are constantly evolving your recipes, or do you brew something you dialed in and then like from the beginning since you were home brewing? Has it changed, or do you actually you know constantly tweaking? One hundred percent. Um, but uh, let's clarify this. I am not a bird. <laughs> I am one of the co-founders. I was, we were, I started home brewing with me and Danny and I were not brewers when we started and he just kind of brought us along and told us what he knew. Um, so he's constantly tweeting his recipes and making them better. I don't think he'll ever be 100% satisfied with anything he drinks. So the crazy thing he can taste to, to be the best thing ever uh, be like. Dan, uh, I have to ask, if, if you're moving, don't move. You're, you're cutting in and out. You were perfectly crystal clear up front, and you're starting to cut out a little bit. I don't know if you moved, if you sneezed. <laughs> I can barely hear you now. It's, it's fickle. All right. How about, how about this? Is this better? That sounds, it sounds better. Beautiful. 
feel like we're on a commercial right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's what I'm doing. I am standing perfectly still. <laughs> paint paint that image. You can put your right arm up in the air, dude. Stand on one foot and rub your head. <laughs> if, if every once in a while one of you guys would remind me to inhale and exhale, <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> So, I mean, like, with everything that you guys have, have, as the evolution has gone, like, I mean, it sounds like you really didn't even have a chance. Like, was there an initial vision for the, the brewery as you were getting into it? Or was it just kind of always the experimentation side, having that homebrew mind? Yeah, I think the vision for the brewery was always to just brew and make the best beer that we can and get it to people so that they can experience drinking the best beer that we know how to make. And... From there, I think the vision just grew, it, and it and it had its own life. And and if you've seen any of our, you know, pictures on the website or any of that kind of stuff, you see that we have, you know, we've been out in nature. We've got a treehouse on the pro- on the property of the original brewery, um, wood and nature, and that kind of thing is all in our our DNA. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it evolved into a thing of its own and we just kept making as much beer as we possibly could keeping it as 100% real as we possibly can so that's one of the other things like what's the size of the, the brew house right now that you guys are brewing out of yeah so that's all changed from the days that we were in yeah. Brewfield and now that we are in Munson which Monson, a lot of people call it. <laughs> well, we already, we already covered that top. I used to live in Boston. I know the uh, the fun pronunciations. I already corrected that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, man. There's so many different ones. There'll be Monsoon and Monson. <laughs> and it's all cool. My name is actually Dean Rowan, or Rohan, if you might, like the writers of. <laughs> but uh, it, it just kind of evolved into this thing that's happening now in Munson um, into our big, beautiful brewery. And our brew house is now 30 barrels. Uh, we have 10, eight. We have eight 60-barrel fermenters wow. um, that we're brewing doubles into and then some 30 barrels. We still have our five-barrel brew house that we started on, um, actually started making more beer on, um, and we're still brewing some small batches of beer on the five barrel as well. So now, with, with the the demand that you guys have, how often is that equipment running? Is it just basically twenty four seven at this point? Now everything's going. Yeah, it can't it can't run twenty four seven only because we we literally have one brewer. So you, um, you're gonna let him sleep? That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Nate, Nate brews the beer, and and honestly, if I were a better scientist. I would have cloned him a year ago. <laughs> There's still um, time. There's still if, time. If, if I could make five or six of him and just keep him on the platform and keep the beer coming, I would buy a thousand fermenters for him to um, But unfortunately, it's just Nate. And Nate, Nate has another brewer that works with him, um, Brendan, who's brewing some really fun beer as well. Um, but, the, you know, between the two of them, that, that's it as far as brewers. And one of the other things, you, you guys are very, I mean, it's almost like you don't have a choice that, that everything's always super fresh because I mean, as soon as you make it, it's going out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's, was that's that, was that a... I've, it, I've heard it put. It, it, that's exactly true. We don't have a choice. Okay. <laughs> there could be anything else but fresh. And truly, I'll show people around the brewery and I'll say, okay, this is our walking cooler. 
And depending on the day that they're there, it's either stuffed to the gills that I can't even open the door or it's an echo chamber. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. So we work, all, you know, all kinds of hours all week long, every day, Monday through Sunday to fill the cooler. And then Monday through Wednesday, we're filling that cooler with cans, bottles, whatever, it, you know, kegs, whatever it is we're, we're doing package wise. And by Saturday at six o'clock, crickets chirp in the cooler. It's, it's completely empty. So how much, so our, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but our, we have tap accounts here. We, you know, that we've, that we've acquired through the years and, and there's six of them. It's not like a big distribution or anything yeah. that we do, but there's six of them, and they're loyal, and they're great, they're great beer bars and restaurants that have really good taps. <laughs> we haven't given them a, a keg of beer in at least three months. Wow. That, that I was just going to ask, like, how much of the beer actually makes it out of the brewery? But <laughs> All answer. of it. Well, I, oh, I mean, I should say, makes it out from you guys <laughs> pouring it to people there. <laughs> Yeah, all of it, but unfortunately, all of it is uh, via retail sales here at the brewery. We we haven't wow. been able to, to bring a keg to any of our tap accounts for a long time. Wow, that's incredible. Now, yeah, because there's, there's not a drop left in the cooler to bring. So. Now, you guys, you recently expanded, what, uh, beginning of the year, correct? Yeah, we just moved into our new facility in February, really started and, producing in February. And then was it a thing like, okay, we're going to expand, we're going to you know, do four times as much beer, or ten times as much, sorry, and you're like, okay, finally we'll make enough beer and immediately you're max out again? You're, you're taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally, I say it, I say it all the time, is, is we, we built this, what, what we think is this big, beautiful brewery because we've been in garages and barns <laughs> since we started uh, bumping into each other doing the brewing dance you know oh I've got, <laughs> I've got here's, here's, here's the power boy okay okay I'm, I gotta fly by you can can I and, and, can I mail you some lottery tickets and you just rub them and then send them back to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I do it as a joke because I know it's all hard work. It's not just luck. But, uh, it, and also you guys hey, are... Don't, start- don't mail them to me. Don't yeah. mail them to me because I, I'm, I'm literally, we, we put all our money right back into the brewery right now. I'm still kind of uh, scratching scratching pennies together to make rent. So Well, you're doing an awesome, tickets, awesome job at scraping those coins together, man. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, I'm uh, dipping the lottery You tickets. guys are dipping your um, toes into barreling now, correct? Uh, you, we do, yeah, we do some barrel stuff. Um, little little program going on, yeah. What's the ATA on that? Or are you just kind of fiddling with it as uh, right now? Yeah, I think we're sitting with it. We did, um, we did have some what we call truth so that was a that was a fun beer that we did um we had some george dipple barrels and some buffalo trace barrels and we did a big um big stout in it and we had had it since february of, of 2014 and we started to release it a little bit here and there at different events that we'd be at we're, we're just about out of it we we had planned to do a lottery and bottle it, and and because it was only we only had a barrel and three quarters of beer, um, so we're going to do a lottery and get it to as many customers as we could. And it just turned out that you know we had a couple of events that we had it at. We had our third anniversary party that we that we served it to you know the customers that bought tickets. Um, 
so there's there's not enough of that left to actually put out in bottles. So to save it for uh, save it for some good times. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that ended up being a, a great barrel project. Which, to tell you the truth, that beer is it's outstanding. We had a we had a blast with it, and I don't think anybody that tasted it would say it was anything less than than a whole heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> but but uh, we, you know, we have some other stuff in barrels that we you know that we've been kind of holding on to, and, and we'll see what happens with that. Dean, the one thing I want to ask is, as I said before, I, I lived in Alston for a number of years, and like, I got yeah. very familiar with the Massachusetts beer scene that was going on. That was, I mean, this is going back 10 years. And just seeing this boom, basically, it's happened. I, I think it has something to do with me leaving the state. I don't know. But uh, what do you see as being behind that? Like, what is this that all these great craft breweries are now cropping up and really working together in, in Massachusetts? Uh, I think that it's it's a central location. So, you know, right around Massachusetts, it's, it's kind of so centrally located. Massachusetts is that you have you have Maine above us. We have some great breweries in Maine. You know, um, Vermont, it, Connecticut. There's some great breweries popping up in Connecticut. I, I think that we're so centrally located that all of these home brewers and all of these beer enthusiasts have to travel and travel to to kind of centrally located hubs mm-hmm. to get their beer and then they just say well why don't I you know I'm homebrewing why don't we just go the next step and I think that's what happens with a lot of the people in Massachusetts is they're like well we don't want to travel six hours five and a half hours to northern Vermont and, and get the best beer in the world we want to try to make the best beer in the world yeah I, I remember just seeing that there's a lot of great bottle shops used to be up around that region and just seeing that Growth and seeing it trying to start to eke into some of the, you know, I mean, I live right by uh, Sunset Grill, which is right around the corner for me. So, I mean, that was a great tap house to have. And, and you started to see like this clientele start to build up and this following slowly getting there. And then in the past couple of years, it's just really exploded in that region. I mean, New England as a whole, but in Massachusetts, it's interesting to see that just, I mean, it's a small state. So you see all these people cropping up together and just really working wonderful together. It's a neat little community as well. I, I, I'm sure you guys probably know it better than I do. That the, the craft beer community is is it's so funny that you know being in the I was in the plumbing industry before I started doing this, and and there's there's kind of a brotherhood. But I think another plumber would just as soon you know punch you as, as, <laughs> as, as man get get out of my business. Uh, but. God, it, it's crazy when you when you go and you talk to any of your your friends in the industry, and and uh, almost as far as just giving you a recipe, it's, it's that you know that kind of a community. Yeah, there's a lot more propping up one another instead of uh, knocking each other down and picking their pockets. While they're down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of beer because we have lights on in our glass. Um, I know you're not like the brewer, but kind of what was you know is is a hop selection. How how does he go about choosing that? I don't know if he could speak to that. I mean, I know you're not Nate, but like putting these different hops with these different base styles. <laughs> so that is you, you you prefaced that question with the exact thing. I'm not sure, <laughs> and I can tell you that Nate Nate trusts me with a lot more than I can believe he trusts me with <laughs> in this whole operation. I I pull generally 99% of the grain bills for our, for our beers and 99% of the hops uh, for our beers. Nate will give me a, and, and honestly, 
I can't tell you exactly why he decides to do what he does. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if I want to know. Well, it just seems like, as you said, like a lot of people say it's very fruity, very juicy. Like it just seems like that's kind of the base intent, like to have this really juicy, like you're biting into because it has that nice bittering quality as like everything does. It's, you know, the pale ales and the IPAs, but they they have that fruit quality, like you're biting into fresh fruit. And it seems like that's a big inspiration without having to add fruit. Exactly. And, and, you know, that is one of his signatures of that, that he can can definitely do a fruit, fruit beer that has no fruit in it. Um, mouthfeel is huge with him. He, he, he really tries to um, make mouthfeel a, a, an important thing as well. Well, let's talk to you about something you can talk about. Now, uh, when can people visit the brewery? So the brewery, as it stands right now for our retail hours, are, are on Thursdays and Friday nights from 5 to 8 and Saturdays from 11 to 6. It's about 13 hours a week. We do open on occasional Wednesdays um, for just just for can sales. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's something that we post on the websites and Facebook and Twitter and those kind of things. What what is the important thing that people should remember if they're coming up and they're a newbie that they have not been there? What's something they should remember as they're coming up? They're going to come up for a a growler fill day. So the first the first thing to to stress is that Massachusetts has a state law that we're not allowed to fill anyone else's growlers. So if you have treehouse growlers, bring them and we will fill them as long as they're clean. Uh, if you don't, we have plenty of growlers here to purchase, be it 750s or two liter growlers. So you can, you can purchase here if you want to buy growlers. Um, the other thing is Keep an eye on the website. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed and our Facebook where you can always find what's on tap and if it's kicked. Perfect. That's all. I, I just I know people are going to want to get up there to visit, and uh, I know there is a little bit of things people need to have in mind going up because it's not like just walking into, you know, because we were in Pennsylvania, which we have a whole different set of issues. with, with Right, right. Like and patience, you know, right? Patience. Have One of the other things that I would advise people to, um, <laughs> to bear in mind is that we are extremely busy. Uh, our popularity has made us very busy. We do as much as we possibly can to make the experience enjoyable for everybody. Um, but with the numbers of people that we have, patience is a virtue. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, you won't stand there and be, you know, be in a line like a, like a lemming doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. You know, we'll always have music playing and there'll always be somebody walking around doing something. There's some kind of entertainment always. But uh, it, it takes a little bit of patience to, to manage it maybe the first time if it's real busy here. But it's all worth it. We will, we will definitely attest to that with what we're having here. And, uh, Dean, we're going to... We're going to be up at a commercial right now, but I really appreciate you taking the time to give us a call and, and getting these beers down to us. Uh, you guys are really killing it. And as much as it's hard work and you're you're sweating yourself to death, uh, it's very much paying off, and I cannot see it slowing down for you anytime soon, which is good and bad, I would say, for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's all good. We're, we're having a blast here. We're working at something that we absolutely love, and uh, hopefully everybody else loves it as yeah. well. The, the passion really shines through. And I really appreciate it again, Dean. Thank you so much for talking to us, brother, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. 
Thanks, man. Can't wait to hear what you say about the other beers. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Enjoy you. your weekend. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.